history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. This is your new home for everything OU football, so make sure you subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also go to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows, type in Sooner State of Mind. You're locked. Ton of great content there. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Believe.com. And if you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the football dudes and you will find us. Happy Sunday, people. Sooner Nation, how we feeling? Mm. Let's get caffeinated up. I'm feeling great. (laughs) I feel good today. You know why? Hmm. I think you know. Oh, you went up north and put the beat down on Tulsa, 66-17. to 17. And this was hands down the most complete performance of the season and has left me in Sooner Nirvana as we move into conference play. This win feels good, not going to lie. And it feels a little different. It feels like the team took steps in the right direction yesterday. Such a complete win. Ooh, it feels good. I really liked what I saw. Almost, that is. Sooners open with a huge Jaleel Farouk return, 60-plus yards, but he fumbles. And I'm not sure Tulsa recovered. It was pretty close. It was a great athletic play. The guy kind of had the ball to his side, but nonetheless, fumble. Tulsa takes over. And I thought that might put Farouk in a bad headspace, but it did not. More on him later. Turnover. No prob, Bob. Let that D do its thing. Two plays later, Gentry Williams. He intercepts Roman Fuller. That would be the first of five. Five sooner interceptions on the day. And last week, everyone was belly aching about OU not taking enough deep shots against SMU. Well, DG said LMFAO because it was shots, shots, shots. First play over the top, 55 yards to Andrell Anthony. How you like that, people? Pretty damn good. And on the day, he was one of four receivers to have a catch of at least 30 yards. That sounds like a big play to me. Andrell finished today, four wrecks, 112 yards. I like that combination. Him and DG are finding their mojo, and it's pretty good. Like I said, after that uh, kickoff fumble by Farouk, I was worried about his headspace, but he must have been in a sooner state of mind because the very next play, Farouk took a DG pass to the house, 34-yard touchdown. This cat is so shifty. I think he can carve out a really nice role in this offense. 
Scoring drive, two plays, 84 yards, 42 seconds. Puts the Sooners up seven. Nothing made up for the fumble, and now we got points. Let's get caffeinated, people. Ensuing Sooners possession, they start inside their own 10-yard line, and long drives have not been a problem for this Sooners offense. Lebby in the bag. He was dealing yesterday, baby. Dials up an 11-play, 92-yard drive, culminating with a four-yard Drake Stoops touchdown grab. It's already 14-0 Sooners. It's looking pretty good. Offense doing its thing. Defense doing its thing. Like I said, five interceptions on the day. And in the last episode, we talked about Stutz being named the Walter Camp FBS Player of the Week. Is there a chance he could play better this week? Can I get a hell yeah? Because I don't know that there's anything Stutzman cannot do. Ensuing Tulsa possession, third and four. Stutz reading the quarterback's eyes. Interception. Great athletic play. He takes it 28 Dandy Stutzman to the house. Pick six, baby. 28 for 28. Sooners up 21. Sky's the limit for this dude. He was on the sideline doing the karate kid. Boom. Love it. This guy's energy is infectious. And the defense is getting better. And I really loved what I saw uh, against Tulsa yesterday. Sooners up 21 nothing. Tulsa offense right back out there. Almost giving the ball right back to Makari Vickers. How many is that? We got three already. Uh-oh, there might be more. The very next play, Roman, you look tired and your face is giving me a headache. Ken, Kendall, Kendall Doby, blinding me with science. OU's third interception of the first quarter. I didn't even put that Kendall and Roman, the brothers, succession. If you haven't seen it, get on it. You probably have, but if you haven't, you're going to be completely stoked. Third interception of the quarter, Stoops cashes in. With another touchdown. His second of the day. OU up. 28-0. Stoops finishing with a super solid day. Eight catches, 52 yards, two touchdowns. Including he had a couple of huge drives on third down that kept drives alive. This guy, he's money. Especially when it matters most. Digging what Drake is doing this year. Hmm. At that point, after the third interception, Coach Kevin Wilson had seen enough. He replaced Fuller with Cardell Williams. And for a minute, this cat was looking pretty good. He was able to use his legs to avoid a lot of pressure, buy some time, extend some plays. And he was able to sandwich a Nick Anderson TD between two very nice scoring drives, both ending in touchdowns. Maybe not busted coverages, but he caught... The DB peeking in the backfield. And now Tulsa, those TDs, they've got a glimmer of hope. They go down at halftime, 38-14, to 14, but they had to be feeling pretty good about what Cardell Williams was doing at quarterback. I think that the Sooners probably game planned for him a little bit, being that they didn't know who was going to play quarterback on the day. But once they saw him in action... Got to talk about it at halftime. It was a completely different story in the third quarter.
Tulsa did open with a a nice drive in the third quarter. They got down there close to the end zone and it stalled. We thought that Wilson might go for it, get a touchdown, but he wanted to reward his offense in that drive with points. So we went ahead and settled for three. And those would be the last Tulsa points scored on the day. But that would not be the last of the Sooners points scored on the day. Mm-mm, they were not done, baby. Ensuing OU possession. Six plays, 73 yards, 42 of them coming on the Nick Anderson touchdown catch. We already talked about one Nick Anderson touchdown catch. This was another one. But all this dude does is catch touchdowns. Anderson finished three receptions, 123 yards, three touchdowns, including a 50-yard dime from Jackson Arnold. Man, if this cat can stay healthy, he's got he's got everything. Size, speed, and the OU DNA. Sooners bloodline, baby. I love it. Legacy there on the Sooners. On the day, they had a, a handful, three receivers go over 100 yards. And after that Nick Anderson touchdown, the game would get no closer. And we talked about the defense getting better. After Tulsa opened the third quarter with a field goal drive, Tulsa possessions, three plays, negative 18 yards and a punt. Three plays, negative nine yards and an interception. Six plays, 11 yards and another interception. Another one, another one. Five plays, 29 yards and a punt. Three plays, negative four yards and a punt. Punt, int, int, punt, punt. So if you're playing along at home, That's five second-half drives, nine yards, two interceptions, three punts. That's getting it done, people. That's that Brent Venables defense that we wanted to see. Overall, on the day, five interceptions, three sacks, and count them, 15 TFLs. That was something that this team excelled on last year. They just couldn't finish. They couldn't get off the field. They couldn't limit the big play. They had a little muck earlier, but they really tightened it up. And I cannot stress to you how stoked I am about this defense moving forward. Now, I know the competition is going to get stronger in a couple weeks. We got the big game with those Bevos in just a few short weeks, too, but... This was total domination, and it's starting to look like a championship-caliber defense. It's starting to look like we might be able to play with them big boys. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but this game just felt different. It felt good. It felt like the Sooners were doing something. And Danny Stutzman, one of the best defensive players in college football. I mean, you can't deny this guy. You see it every week. Hopefully, once they start playing some more – uh, nationally televised games that everybody's seeing, that everybody is tuning in for. They're going to get to see how special this guy is. But it's not just Stutzman, man. Other guys are starting to look the part, too. And we've been hyped on these cats. We've heard all about them. High recruits getting in there. Everybody's fighting for playing time. And you can see that when they get on the field, that they're balling out. 
It's not just handed to them. They got to get out there and earn it. And they're starting to do their part. Thought Chantry Williams was outstanding. This guy, oh man, he is exciting. Um, I didn't see him really flash after he came back from the injury, but until he initially left, he was kicking total butt, and it might have been just where the game was, and they didn't uh, need him to do much after that. But I like where this guy is going. He is looking nice. That entire secondary was awesome. I felt like they took the next step, too. These young cats getting in there, mixing with the vets, man. Reggie Pearson, Peyton Bowen, Vickers, Key Lawrence, Woody. It is a great secondary. And each week, taking on a little more of this defense, figuring things out, trusting each other, knowing where they're supposed to be. And if the results continue to look like this, man, we're something special could be going this game felt like progress. That was the biggest takeaway. This felt different. I know it was Tulsa, but just like this game had a vibe to it. Were you guys vibing that? Were you digging it? Did it feel like that to you? Am I just wearing Sooners goggles? Hit me up, ssomhost at gmail.com. Give me your thoughts on that. Let me know. Because I'm feeling good about this, baby. Linebackers, we already know. They're doing their thing. They're locking it down. By yesterday, too, the big fellas up front were dominant all freaking day, harassing whoever was in it, quarterback, demolishing that Tulsa run game. We wondered if they would be able to run 46 carries for 75 yards, or you can call that 1.6 per carry. Co, Kelly, Laulu, Halton, Trace Ford. And those young bloods are starting to flash. But Trace Ford, oh man, if this cat stays healthy, he's starting to show you what he can do. Had the athletic interception yesterday, jumped up and snagged that thing. I mean, we're deep. We are deep, people. This is the deepest this defense has been in who knows how long, maybe 20 years. I don't know. P.J. Adebare improving every game. This cat is about to be a big-time problem for opposing offenses. He had that sack, that open-field sack yesterday where he just bodied the quarterback up and took him out. There was no moves to be had. He wasn't buying any of those jukes. He just smashed this fool. And you can see his improvement each week, man. Talked about that with Bowen. All these cats. Man, it's exciting. It's great time to be a Sooner fan, people. I know. I am loving it. Mm. Let's drink to the defense. But you know who we really need to take a drink to? DG, baby. I saw a lot of unwarranted Dylan Gabriel slander on the dirty web this week, and I don't get it. I mean, I know we've had some of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, but my man is balling. Yesterday, 28 to 31, that's 90% completions, 421 yards, that is one yard too many, five touchdowns, and one interception on the day. Has he seen the field? Hell yeah, he hit 11 different receivers. What's the gripe, people? What's the gripe? On the season, dude is 66 for 80, that's 
percent completions, 905 yards, 11 touchdowns, and one interception. 11 to 1 TD to interception ratio. And in back-to-back weeks, at least four touchdowns. What time is it, people? You know what time it is. It is dime time. Show our guy some love, man. Show him what Ohana is. Come on now. Know what else I'm digging about this offense? More than a few times this season, when OU goes up tempo, they're getting the playoff with 30-plus seconds on the clock. I mean, they were ready. They were hiking the ball with 33, 34, 35 seconds left on the play clock. Whoa. Pause. Um, that pace was a problem for Tulsa on several occasions. And I know occasion is not really a football word, but yesterday was a special occasion for the Sooners. And to me, that was a special effort they had yesterday. And it looks like this team is coming into its own. I just, I don't know. This felt different, man. It felt like they're... The transition is happening. It got there. I know it's Tulsa, but we have conference play coming up this week. Let's see if they can build off this. Every week you felt the building, you know, the progression. Is it still going to go on? I feel like it is. I love what's going on with these Sooners, man. I am freaking jacked up, and it's not just the caffeine talking people. I think something special is brewing here. Mm. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out soon enough. Got the first real road game coming up next week at Cincy. The first conference game coming up at Cincy. And these Bearcats are going to want to show that they belong. We're going to get their best effort. And make sure you subscribe to Sooner State of Mind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you do not miss our preview of OU's Big 12 conference opener next week against Sin. Sin, nah, T. I have to take a mea culpa. Yeah, that's right. Dear college football, I'm sorry, baby. I know I said you weren't going to be good this week. I know I said some hurtful things, and I was wrong. It takes a big man to be able to admit when they were wrong. <laughs> And I was wrong, and I don't mind admitting it because we had some good-ass games on Saturday. Now, for a minute, it looked like those South Carolina all-white uniforms with the black helmets were going to mojo Spencer Rattler and those Gamecocks to a win over those dogs, but they didn't. Watched a 14-3 halftime lead disintegrate into nothing. Looking good in a loss is still a loss. UGA does not cover, but they get the win 24-14. to Got to play a full game to beat teams like Georgia. A full game. Mm. That takes us to an all-cap battle. Kansas State. Wildcats at the Missouri Tigers. And this game was wild. Cats. Punctuation. Tigra and Bunny, and they like the boom. Like a 61-yard Mizzou walk-off field goal to upset those Wildcats. 30 
to 27. We know who wins the cap battle. I think KSU might have the better uniforms, but it did not matter. Played a little bit sloppy and let that game get away, but congratulations to Missouri. Florida State, they tried to fumble away their CFP hopes, but they held on due to a BC defender holding on to a face mask on a critical third down would have gotten Florida State off the field. Big penalty, kept the drive alive, and Florida State escapes with the 31-29 victory. And close is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades. FSU keeps it perfect. Pittsburgh in West Virginia in the backyard brawl. Mountaineers lost quarterback Garrett Green in the first half. Nico Marquial came in and led those Mountaineers to the big win. And I'm telling you, that West Virginia defense looks nasty. Good nasty. I mean, unless you're an opposing quarterback. They didn't allow a touchdown in this game and gave up zero points in the second half. John Denver's, baby, they win 17-6. to six. Mama says Gators play better football when they home in the swamp. As this Florida team looked nothing like the team that got whooped by them Utes on the road. Nothing like it. And Tennessee, unfortunately, looks nothing like the Vols from last year. Um, he's my dude, but Coach Heupel called a timeout with just seconds left on the clock. Donk move, bro. Violence ensued. Some fights. Totally unnecessary. Chomp, chomp, chewy, chomp. Them Gators win 29 to 16 to save their season. And Milton is not Hooker. Tennessee's finding that out the hard way. UNC and Drake May, they rolled the Gophers 31 13. Drake May, 414 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Looking okay. They're running the ball well, too. Carolina. Michael Penix and the Huskies, you dub that Huskies D dominated Michigan State 41-7. Penix, 27 at 35, 473 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> Such a bummer about the Pac-12. I mean, they are deep at quarterback, six or eight deep. So fun to watch these guys play in that conference. Done. Terrible, terrible, terrible timing. Oh, speaking of timing, did we forget a game? Mm. What a game. Had to stay up late for this one. And if you did, you were rewarded. Wow, what a game. And I'm talking about Colorado State and Colorado. I know I haven't. Have you ever said what a game talking about those teams? No, I hadn't. I have now. Colorado State at Colorado. The Buffs come back from 11 points down in the fourth quarter to win 43-35 in double overtime. High tension. Very physical game. And I kept asking myself, when is that moment going to come? You know, I'm believing it. 
watching game day, feeling the vibes, man. It is getting hyped out there in Colorado. There is a buzz to that team. There is something exciting there. And I thought, when is that primetime moment going to come? When are they going to figure it out? And for a while, it didn't feel like it was going to happen. And I thought, maybe it isn't going to happen. And then my next thought was like, you know what? I'm not ready for this story to end, man. You know, I know it can be a little bit much because it's all you're hearing about, but it's still pretty damn exciting. I don't want it to end against Colorado State. I'm digging what's happening. And that's when CU got it going. When they tied that game up, oh, Buff fan going absolutely crazy. It went from bananas to electric to dead to mega electric, right? Colorado getting the opening touchdown and then trying to just hang around in that game for so long. And they hung around until they got into it and took that thing over in overtime and won it. I thought Colorado State played a really good game. The physicality of this game was off the charts. Just as a Colorado, uh, not even a Colorado fan, as a college football fan, you had to like what you were seeing. And now the story lives. And it's a huge game coming up next week. And it's not only Colorado and Oregon next week. We have mega games. And not, you know, Sooners at Cincy. It's mega for us because that's the game for the next step we have to take. Stay undefeated. Setting up that matchup in a couple weeks. Got to get through them Bearcats first. But not just that. We're talking Ohio State at Notre Dame. Old Miss at Bama. Bama was in trouble for most of the day yesterday. Wow, what's going on there? Colorado at Oregon. Iowa at Penn State. Great games in every conference. And if you're hanging out at Sooner State of Mind, we're going to hit those next week. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to share your thoughts on the OU game, or any of the games, or the content you want to see, or thoughts on anything, hit us up, ssomhost at gmail.com. I'm here for you. And you know what? I want to thank you guys for being here for me. I appreciate you listening or watching, however you consume the show. I definitely appreciate it. You can get more football action from me on Football Dudes LA on Twitter. That's also on Instagram. And make sure, like I said, you check out the YouTube page because Sooner State of Mind lives right there. Tons of great content. Once again, I want to thank you guys for hanging out. And I, and I hope you always stay in the Sooner State of Mind. We will be back next week. Have a great week.